Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 70 of the Women's Running Podcast. And in this workshop, Holly and I are on the countdown to Christmas. I start this one super hungover, so I use my delicate state to introduce the idea of running and booze. We talk about how COVID has changed our drinking, with some big confessions on both sides. Holly and I are coming from very different angles on this. And we also talk about how we are going to manage booze and running over Christmas, which can be a tough thing to do. The key phrase here is that we're going to be kind to ourselves and that we will be adjusting our expectations because the run is the thing. Sometimes we don't need to be in training. Sometimes it's fine to just go for a run. There are some other things we've done to help our running. And one surprising thing is a bit of self-care that Holly suggests, which is a great idea for a Christmas present for a runner. But this is on the proviso that you don't mind wearing paper pants. I also have a big announcement to make at the end of the podcast with a very exciting race to look forward to in the new year. Thanks to Sports Tours International for that one. By the way, Hole drops the F-bomb. You have been warned. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. These reviews mean the world to us and really help us to keep this podcast going. Also, here's the thing. It's almost Christmas and there is still time to pick up the best present for women runners there is. If you join Women's Running Plus in time for Crimbo, you'll get our fab magazine delivered to your door every month and you'll get a free base layer from Zero Fit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPOD at the checkout or... Ask someone who loves you to do it for you. I'm not feeling interesting today. I'm not feeling interesting. <laughs> and I've just come out of the shower because I went for a run this morning. Um, and what well I did, done on a hangover. I, oh, my God, Holly. Honestly. So um, I went. So Fridays for me are different than any other running. And they're, they're my least fun run. Because mm-hmm. um, instead of running at about half six and then 
coming back and getting the kids ready and dropping them to school, um, they, the kids have an early club thing on a Friday morning. So I drop them to school first and then I go for a run and I hate it. I, I might have mentioned it before, but I can't bear that because I'm, I'm, I feel more exposed. Yeah. Uh, everyone's walking, like when I'm running, which is like between eight and nine instead of between six and seven, everyone's out and they're walking to school. I've passed loads of mums I know. And so, like, oh, oh no. God. So it's all of that. And then, particularly this morning, I honestly wanted to puke at Mar 3. But that wasn't, that wasn't Maybe fun. Maybe it would have helped. Yeah, maybe I'd, you could have done a tactical a tactical chunder. Yeah, because yeah. so yeah, so last night I went out for the poshest meal I have had in or ever. Um, because where did you go? Where did you go? We we went to um, it's a place called um, the olive tree which is underneath the queensbury oh my god i know the place you mean i'm so desperate to go there oh my god it so i've been there before and um and the thing is is i've, I've been there before but but possibly a decade ago um mm-hmm. and and in, in the interim it's picked up a michelin star um i didn't i yeah. didn't know i didn't know that i didn't know that and we were given a restaurant voucher 18 months ago by a friend because we'd helped them out doing something or other. I can't remember. Dave did something. And they gave us a considerable sum as a restaurant voucher and it, we could use it here. So we thought, anyway, so this is the first time we've been out in over 18 mm-hmm. months together as a couple. And we were like, right, let's, let's do it. Let's go posh. Um, didn't go that posh. I was still wearing my DMs. And um, yeah, so still? we went to... Yeah. Posh. Those are a bit posh. They are, they are nice awesome. new ones. Well, they're new. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so so off we popped. We went to this restaurant and the price of the food was unbelievable. Like, she really, really should have checked first. Really should have yeah, checked I first. Yeah, I had a look because I, I, I've been so desperate for ages to try a tasting menu Mm-hmm. I don't know who I think I am, but I'd love to do one. I think it'd be such yeah. a fun experience. And they do, the reason I was intrigued by Olive Tree is they do a veggie tasting menu because mm-hmm. most of them don't do that kind of thing, but they do a specific veggie one. And it's got things like, it's, it, am I right in thinking that it has things like a, um, a dish that's called tomato or whatever, and then it will be, you know, freeze-dried tomato and whipped tomato and whatever and they do a kind of each each ingredient will have like a tasting platter thing but I looked at it and I saw the price and I was like oh my god I'd have to I'd have to wait till a you know wait till a a really big birthday or something and then I saw the price with the wine pairing and Mm -hmm. then I felt sick and I never thought about it again because I couldn't allow myself to so yeah, so we didn't do the wine pairing. We thought we were going to be quite budget with it, and I honestly thought that we might go. I, I knew that we'd go over our little restaurant voucher. Actually, it's quite mm-hmm. a big restaurant voucher, but I didn't realise how much we would go over it. But we went over it by one hundred and fifty percent. I'm not oh, going to say no. how much money. So did it, it make you have sort of palpitations that stopped you enjoying? No, or did we you had, not know till the end. No, we knew at the beginning because as soon as we got oh, the, no. the menu, <laughs> as soon as we got the menu, it's like, oh, we're not going to come out of here alive, are we? We can't, we can't not <laughs> do. 
I mean, it sort of, you know, it gave you the option to kind of pick and choose on the menu, but picking and choosing on the menu kind of was a difference of, so you either got the six course tasting menu mm-hmm. or you picked and cho- chose for £10 less, basically. And it's like, and then oh, you might as well it. go for it. So we, we did yeah. go the whole hog, but I, I didn't go for the vegetarian option. I went for the full on, you know, slap me around the face with a bit of dead deer one. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I and I honestly can't even think about it now because I feel so so unwell because I I we had I had a margarita to start with and mm-hmm. then and then and then Dave went full Larry from Curb when we went to go and choose the wine and was just he he was just um engaging all the waitresses with his finest kind of we want the cheapest bottle of Rioja. So we that we piled all the way through that. <laughs> and then he was piling through it more than I was. And so then he was like, I need something for my pudding. So we had a dessert wine. And because he was having a dessert wine, I had to have a dessert wine because that was me. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my one big learn from yesterday. Never, ever have the dessert wine. I think that's my takeaway. They're very oh strong, God. aren't they? And I can imagine, I don't particularly like the taste of a dessert wine the first time round. So I imagine if you don't feel very well the next morning, that would really, really not be a very nice place to be in. No, it, it, if, if I'm trying, you know, if memory serves, it was delicious. <laughs> but, oh my God. And I, I also could have stuck with just the one pudding, like six course tasting menu. I mean, everything on it is little when it comes, yeah. obviously, because you've got six courses. But by the, oh, my God, I'm so full. I was so full. I'm not now full. I won't go into details. But, oh, oh. anyway, yeah, I feel crap. And so I thought <laughs> I could use my awfulness to talk about running and booze. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And I think I can't like, believe you've gone for a run after I saw your message this morning. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> which I posted drunk last night on Instagram. I'm, I I also think it's probably. I mean, like joking aside, it's probably worth talking about it in light of the conversation I had with Suzanne Shaw last week as well, because mm-hmm. you know she she gave up the booze like forever. And and yeah. she wouldn't. She she was quite keen to sort of point out. She she would never have described herself as an alcoholic. She just knew that she was using booze in an unhealthy kind of way. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that I I, I think last night was using booze in an unhealthy way. Um, but I don't generally I don't drink mm-hmm. very much at all now, which is why which is why last night has affected me so badly. Um, yeah. And a lot of the reason I don't drink so much in, anymore. Well, there are two reasons. One was training for the London Marathon, um, mm-hmm. and it just meant weekends got destroyed with, you know, the focus was on running rather than than the normal kind of letting my hair down. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was COVID stopped me drinking. Did it? Yes. Very interestingly, I had I, the opposite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and this is why I thought it'd be interesting to talk because I think we've had a chat about this before, and I think we come at it from two different and yeah, hopefully relatable 
angles here. Yeah, I wonder if anyone does find mine relatable or whether I'm just going to be blacklisted as an awful wino now. But um, I found <laughs> that, um, I, I mean, I definitely agree that training is really helpful. Um, and that was my period of least drinking since I was, since before university probably, mm. um, that um, when I trained for the bath half, same, I would... I, I wouldn't drink in the week particularly unless there was a you know special occasion or something and in the week on the weekends I went from drinking you know whatever however much I wanted and that was almost the point of the weekend was like oh we can relax and yeah as you say let your hair down and not think about it yeah so having if I was going to at all one glass but mm-hmm. usually not not at all because I'd be thinking about the fact that I had to do a long run the next day and nobody feels particularly excited about their long run for glasses of wine down. Um, <laughs> so I, that was definitely the least that I drunk. But then lockdown hit just as I finished yeah. the bath half. And so I was already going, oh, I deserve all of the Prosecco and all of the dominoes and none of the cares in the world after mm. that anyway which I think contributed to the whole thing feeling a little bit like that funny period between Christmas and New Year yeah um, yeah and so I ended up drinking way more than I've ever done not really in one sitting like mm. I didn't get very drunk a lot over lockdown and I do think that that has contributed to now I have a similarly not very good tolerance weirdly like I'll have a couple of glasses and I'll that will definitely be enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, I would just find myself drinking in the week, on the weekends, more than I, a lot more than I'd done before lockdown hit because it felt like the only thing to do, really. Yeah. Yeah. It was and I, really I, weird. Well, I've spoken to a lot of people, like, and I think particularly when you don't have, when you have less structure to your day, you know, because you're not yeah. go, you're not going somewhere. You're not coming back from somewhere, and and it, you it don't does... have to get in the car later. You're not seeing friends or do, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, well, you know, six o'clock. The only way to sort of mark, especially working from home, mm. the only way to mark the end of that move, slightly depressing move from sitting at desk in chair to sitting over there on sofa. Mm. which is the only kind of activity that happens at the end of the day in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. That, that that was the only way to kind of break that up and make that feel like a different thing and, and make myself go, right, it's not it's not stress times anymore, mm. was to mark that with having a glass of wine or something. Um, in the same way that previously I might have used like having a bath yeah. or something to kind of fast track you to that feeling of being relaxed. And we had quite a stressful time with not knowing what was going on with work. And Mm -hmm. obviously lockdown, you had a very, very stressful time with, with not knowing what was going to happen with kids in school. And I think like a lot of people, I imagine, I definitely ended up going, let's have a big fat glass of wine. So I don't have to think about that stuff anymore. Yeah. I think loads of people did that. I spoke to loads of people that, that, did that I think um Mm. and like as far as I'm concerned I came from the other side of things like well came in sort of diagonally really I think like in the spirit of full disclosure I 
uh, this feels a bit confessional actually because I'm not entirely sure I've ever said this out loud um but I think that particularly in my 20s and 30s I had a very very unhealthy relationship with booze and I come from a very mm. I came from a big drinking family in a kind of me too you know lots of wine it's not seen as being an issue to have lots of wine because it's wine and therefore that's okay I mean if I was drinking vodka out of a bottle then that would be an issue but um yeah so I come it's a I come from a family where it's acceptable to to drink rather a lot I guess yeah um, me and, too. I, and so yeah. does Doug I don't know about Dave but it's then even more difficult if you both come mm. from that because then it can like definitely spark it in each other well actually I it's different for me because Dave doesn't actually his mum doesn't drink um and and his tolerance to alcohol is quite low um and I mean he drinks he now drinks more than I do but so anyway so that's that's where I came from and I and I'd had sort of Mm. I'd had some very unhealthy periods during I don't know those sort of between 20 and 35 um depending on the relationships I was in or or not um and I was yeah I would use it quite bad or misuse it badly mm-hmm. um and there there are a number of things so lockdown for me was coming towards the end of some marathon training I think which I had enjoyed on so many levels but one very marked level that I loved I love training for is uh control and um calendar and lists and having something to my, I, this this makes my life feel calmer to have mm-hmm. things in it that I can tick off kind of stuff anyway yeah, so we, we were entering into a lot yeah and we, we were entering into lockdown um and all this stuff was unknown and I honestly thought that the world was going to implode because that's what happened to my anxiety at that point I was just like it's all it's all going to end here um I think there were a couple of nights where I probably drank um a little bit um and then I made the wholesale decision to not drink at all mm-hmm. during the week um and to continue which is the way in which I can I was training like when I was training for for the marathon yeah um and I just made that decision to to carry on even though I wasn't training then um that's really good so would that include Friday Saturday night just completely or would you have a glass on the weekend I would I would allow myself so I I don't drink in wine glasses I drink in like little tumblers and I Mm. have like so I probably have about a quarter of a glass of wine on a I might no, I might have about half a glass of wine because I'd have two of them. Yeah, um, and then I do the same thing on on the Saturday night. So, I don't, and I didn't realise how much I was reducing my alcohol intake. I don't think. Yeah. Um, until in the same way that I probably didn't realise how much I was increasing it because everything changed so much and so quickly. Yeah, that it's really difficult to to keep track of your kind of lifestyle changes when that's happening, isn't it? Oh my god! I mean, yeah, absolutely. And both, and because you're not going to a pub, you're not you're not using proper measures, mm-hmm. um, which can work to your benefit or detriment, kind of thing, can't it? Um, yeah. And so when I did go to the pub, um, I got utterly trolleyed, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I just wasn't used to 
a glass of wine being a glass of wine. Yeah, because if you're thinking, I have two glasses. Yeah. But those glasses, yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. Um, which is which is fine. You know, I'm I am pleased that the end result is that I've cut down my booze. But it has what I am mindful of is that it's all because of me wanting control in my life when there wasn't any. Yeah. Um, so I know I know that's what something that I was doing. But I mean, the end result is that my. And I, I still think that actually my relationship with booze is unhealthy because I know that I have to put limits on it in that way. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like smoking. Like I, I mm. you know, I gave up smoking um, close to 20 years ago, but I, I constantly in the back of my head, I think if I smoke one fag, I'm going to be smoking 20 fags. You yeah. Know? So, I do know what you mean. I think I tend to think in extremes like that a little bit as well. Um, and it, it just super interesting hearing you say that it is about control because I think whether I decide not to drink, so I've not drunk so much since I've been struggling with anxiety because mm. I'm nervous. I, I haven't necessarily stopped drinking um so so regularly I think naturally of course I have as lockdowns lifted but um you know I I still probably drink three or four nights a week but there'll be I I don't drink very much in a sitting anymore at all because I really don't like losing control and worrying that I'm going to have a really bad night then because I might not be able to do my usual techniques if I have a panicky breathing period or something if yeah. I'm not in the right headspace to kind of thing so um that's definitely a thing but looking back to that time in lockdown I also weirdly think that that was partly control for me too drinking too much mm. that that was a way of controlling so we had no control over the awful stuff that was going on outside of our four walls but yeah. inside, I could make it feel like Christmas, lovely, fun times. Oh, uh, this is so. Oh, what a what what um unprecedented times. Let's have another glass of wine of, over these unprecedented <laughs> times. And that yeah. was, in a way, my way of controlling the the atmosphere as well, controlling the emotions in our household by going, I know everything's mm. going to be a little bit easier if we've had a glass of wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never yeah, I, I, either. This is, a, this is a, a bit of a therapy session for us both, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I, do you know, I, I just think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very, in, when, when you sort of take a little dive into your behaviours, I think it's really, really interesting. I mean, and obviously, like, when it comes to running, drink and running aren't, very happy bedfellows particularly mm-hmm. and like you know like I went for my run this morning and I know I was joking about it earlier on but I did honestly like you know pull a whitey at mile three and and <laughs> it, it was not a happy experience and I stopped my run before I normally do so um yeah like I got to four normally it's about four and a half miles that's, that's all it is but I couldn't do that last half I was like do you know what and I gave myself the out of going like as soon as it's four just turn turn off Garmin just mm-hmm. walk um and I and I did that um so it, it it obviously affects us and and I can't do a long run if I've done lots of drinking the night before or, or, or I can I can but it's uncomfortable it's unpleasant 
it's not yeah. the experience that you want from a run. So I think so- that's the thing, isn't it? Is is realizing that like nobody is saying that you need to well not necessarily obviously we were using the example of Suzanne Shaw earlier there are definitely Mm. people that I think it's not worth it to them but if you like drinking I like it I like a couple of glasses Mm. that nobody's saying that you cannot be a runner and do that at the same time Mm. but I think it is it is exactly that isn't it it's just you have to weigh up the fact that it's not going to be as easy a run yeah absolutely and I think do you know what I think this is really timely because it's Christmas and and it's a Christmas that hopefully will be a more social time than this time last year yeah so we are going to be boozing aren't we I mean a lot of us are um and I think I think it's uh, god it's so easy to say you know that kind of be kind to yourself stuff I know I love doing that I'm awful for being kind to myself about absolutely everything so I never get anything done (laughs) (laughs) but I think just in terms of our running um I think it's just it's just to be kind of mindful that I because I would never tell anyone to 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 not drink or drink less if they if that's what they want to do and if that's what they're comfortable with and and I'm not going to say it here either, but in terms of running, I think um, it's just worth readjusting expectations in terms of distance um, and and achievement on that. Yeah, run. maybe that's yeah, maybe that's it, isn't it? Is is not like not saying you know train super hard and um, mm. and don't drink at all and be completely teetotal over Christmas. I personally am looking forward to having copious amounts of red wine with my Christmas dinner, but then just realising that if I have got a scheduled training run on Boxing Day, which actually I probably will, and maybe I need to think about that, um, that, <laughs> that, yeah, that you're you're aware that that may not be a killer. It might not be your absolute best run that you're, <laughs> no. you've ever done, and it might set you back a little bit with your training and that's absolutely fine as long as you're prepared for and you've got wiggle room around that yeah and to kind of I think and also adjusting things like time and distance so to to know that okay so what if you want to like head out and do you know in your in your head you're like right today is my kind of 8k run or something um Mm. and and you went out the night before I think it's kind of just worth it's just worth having in your head right how do I shorten that loop if necessary? Where can I yeah. stop and come home again? Have an escape route. Have an escape route. Yeah, have, have... an escape route to do a quick bomb. <laughs> I don't mean that honestly, but I, I just think like just having a plan B for your runs. Yeah. And plan, plan B might very well be, you know what? Stuff it. I'm not doing it. But plan B also might be because the, the reason why I forced myself to go running this morning was because I was feeling so poorly. I thought I will feel better afterwards. And I felt dreadful at mile three, but I did feel better at mile four. And, good, and yeah, I, that's actually really good to know. Sort of yeah. just a gentle run. And I, well, I find it, I think boot camp helps me better than running, but running does help. It kind of, and I, I right, this is not expert advice, right? But I, <laughs> my own personal experience is that sweating out a bit of hangover really does help. So yeah, go on. Yeah. Okay. Mm. 
There's no comment. excuse then. There's no excuse <laughs> for, a, for not going for a run hungover. Yeah. I'll give that a go next time because generally I'm a little bit, as we've said, I think it is our, it, it's kind of our thing that you can be a bit too hard on yourself. I can be a bit too easy on myself. So in character, um, <laughs> I generally don't, I've definitely been for a run a little bit hungover, but I've never mm. been for a run as a hangover cure. You know, like I've never, yeah. I've never gone right. This is going to make me feel better. Let's let's go for it and get on with it. I'm a bit more of a kind of oh well, I'll probably go tomorrow. Um, and uh, but I'm 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 definitely going to give that a go. I think. Well, I don't, to be honest, without, I think... without you know being literally on the floor or whatever, no, God, like when I you're mean, just a little bit wobbly. Like honestly, I do think you're you're probably way more sensible than I am by not going because I think. I mean, the the main issue with a hangover is hydration, isn't it? The, like, the reason say, you've got it is because you're not hydrated. You so, should chug a litre before um, you yeah, go. Yeah, there should be something. You should be making, topping yourself up with electrolytes and water and stuff. Um, but no, that, yeah, and I didn't. So, yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why I wanted to just vom at mile three. Mile <laughs> three vom. And I couldn't. It was on the London Road. Honestly, I was so public. Oh, no. So public. Yeah, oh, oh, that's I, not a nice bit to run along either. That's where you always get pleasant. honked at. I, yeah, and um, fumes, and I really yeah. changed my route. That was a really bad. I should have just gone on the canal, and then I could have just chucked in there, couldn't I? It would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been fine. Get the oh. swans to sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't. That's making me feel really unwell. Me too. Why did I say that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not feel very well. But oh, this, Esther! I know. I'm hoping this is going to resonate with some people. Maybe that. Maybe maybe like people out there have had their Christmas parties and things. Mm-hmm. So please, oh, we someone got... that feels as sick as me right now. I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody <laughs> on a hungover run. Please, please write in and let us know. So let's not talk about the, the thing that's not making me feel good. Is just any mention of food. Okay, no talk, okay. no mention of food. Oh, no. I've got something to tell you, actually. You know, you went, um, so you had quite a posh evening last night. I did have a very posh evening, yeah. Um, I, after, this is my little running update, um, I went for, so earlier in the week, I, as always, plans have been scuppered left, right and centre the last two years, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um I didn't run last weekend because I was really, really poorly. I got, um, I, d- I mean, I, I had negative tests, so I don't think it was COVID, but I had a horrible, horrible cough and cold. It was grim. Mm. Um, and I thought about going for a run, but then I remembered the rule about below the neck. Yes. And it was definitely all very much there. It was really nasty. Which chesty. I'm pretty sure was my mum's advice about sexual encounters when I was about 15. <laughs> Never below the neck. Esther. Nothing below the neck. As <laughs> a general rule in life. Sorry, I, I, nothing below the neck, please. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I digress. Oh, that's so funny. Um, but um, I was feeling really, really grotty, and um, I, uh, as a result, then I get this sometimes because I do struggle with IBS a bit. I've taken lots and lots of medicine with things like decongestants and ibuprofen <sighs> and stuff that gave me a not very pleasant tummy for the last yeah. few days as well. So I've oh. been a little bit incapacitated. Oh. Um, but yesterday, 
I went to, I also had quite a a bougie day pretending oh. I was a, a woman who deserves posh things. Um, and uh, I went to the spa <gasps> with my oh. sister, which was oh. the loveliest thing. So this was her birthday present from two birthdays ago oh. in the middle of lockdown. Yeah. Um, and we finally managed to do it. Um, and, um, and it was actually all very lovely, very safe. Everyone wore masks when they were walking around, um, mm. and then kind of left you. To, so if there was sort of one household in the pool or whatever, they would kind of leave them to it. It was quite nice and, and not, it wasn't, it wasn't our one in Bath. It was mm-hmm. one near them in Cheltenham and it was super, super chill. But as part of that, I had a full body massage and I oh decided to God. use, I know it was all so, so, so <laughs> swanky. And I used the opportunity to basically try and wangle a bit of a sports massage out of her. So I asked her to do it as firmly as possible. And I feel like an absolute new woman today. Do you? Yeah, I'm going to go for a run at lunchtime. Oh my God. I know, I'm so, I've, it's really reinvigorated my relationship with my body because I was just feeling so crap about it about feeling under the weather and then having a funny tummy and not wanting to go for a run because I didn't want to do a Paula Radcliffe and it was I was just feeling really grotty about myself and and starting to have that slightly panicky feeling as well about training and going Mm -hmm. oh how much is this going (coughs) to impact my training that I've not run for four or five days yeah um and then yeah that completely sorted me out a really good quite firm massage um has kind of feels like it's kind of reawoken me a bit and I feel really energized and much better today <gasps> so that's my nice update which that's was going to be up until yesterday would have been a slightly negative update that I've been feeling a bit too under the weather to do much mm. running but is now a jolly one I'm feeling much better I love it and I also love the fact that it marks us out it's yet another thing that marks us as very I love the fact that we just sometimes we're chalk and cheese but in the nicest kind of way. I think yeah. more like more like biscuit and cheese rather than chalk yeah, and cheese. Yeah. yeah, a digestive and a mature yeah. cheddar. I'm going to take the digestive. That's me because Aww. I don't like cheese. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to eat cheese <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the idea of being touched by someone doing a massage. Oh yeah, I mean, fills me with dread. There was I a little that. bit of me that had to get over that, especially when she. I've never had a full body massage before. I've only had a back. Mm. And so I was slightly shocked when she put the, um, I got, I I was in a swimming costume, full one piece, which was first of all, a silly idea. So I turned up in that and she said, oh no, you're going to have to take that off. Oh no. I was like, oh God. Um, (laughs) Did you have to wear paper pants? Yeah, she gave me the paper pants. But no, this was even worse. She gave me the paper pants. (laughs) And I put them on while she was out of the room, but she she'd said, "Oh, I might do things to your hips, so you don't have to wear them if it because it might be a bit uncomfortable." Um, I, I, so I put them on, and yeah. then I was like faffing around with them, going, "Oh my god, are these gonna? Yeah, are these gonna be painful if she's doing things to my hips because they were really kind of like digging, like the yeah. kind of elastic that was digging into my hips." And I was like, "Oh, I don't oh, know." And god. then fiddled around with them so much that they uh, just completely split. Oh, no. It fell off. <laughs> so then I was like, right, well, fucking hell, I've got no pants at all. I've got this is, I've made my bed here. Um, so had the slightly awkward thing of having to sort of get myself in position while she was out of the room with the towel over me. So when she came back in, 
it would be embarrassing. And then she, I felt quite comfortable with what I'd done. I'd gone face down and I'd covered any offending areas. And she came in and she pulled the towel down to sort of halfway across my bum cheeks, giving me like a, a sort of a bit really big builder's bum. And then she really went in on the bum cheeks, which I wasn't expecting at all. Oh God, that just sounds awful. Yeah, that was a little bit. I'm, I'm, I think I'm more comfortable with that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah that, sure. that really was. Um, it you're did a make millennial, me... so that's why you're more comfortable with this stuff. Maybe, maybe it is. Honestly. <laughs> Even having a hand massage would have me screaming. Really? Was it? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but I, do, I, I have had a massage before, but I just remember. I will always, always remember the feeling of my back fat being pushed upwards. Oh yeah, I mean there was a bit of that. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> what I was really worried about as well is, oh, this is so so grim. But I've got really. <laughs> at the moment I might be to do with running actually please let me know if anyone else has got this I've got really callousy crusty heels <laughs> and I kept thinking why are you touching them get isn't that horrible for you please get off Wait, do you know what no I had that with the podiatrist the other week you know when I was getting those all oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah feet is one for me that yeah please don't look yeah. at them touch them but think so- about them Oh God! It, well, he he just he mentioned the fact that I had dry skin on one foot more times than I thought was really necessary. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, all right, okay, fair enough, all right." But yeah, it's just you know, it's one of those things like putting on like body cream every night, like other women apparently always do in the films. I yeah. just never bother. I just no, never bother until the summer. No. No, also, no I honestly do think that mine are getting to a point where they're they're not medically treatable. <laughs> I don't know if I put all of the lotions on. I did one of those foot peels thing, you know, where for about three weeks afterwards you've got horrible dead skin coming off in your socks. Oh, I love those. Yeah, footners. Yeah, yeah brilliant. it did absolutely nothing for me. Didn't even touch oh. the sides. Oh dear! I know. Oh, I think, do you know what? I think I might actually. Maybe it was have a good one. It was too quick from TK Maxx. So. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You need actual footners. They, they, they. They're about a tenner or fifteen pounds from Boots, and it's okay. usually two for one, and they're amazing. But I do think that I've been sent something by a company. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring bring that round with a pair of shoes. Oh, go on! If there's something yeah. that can make me have less callousy heels that make it feel <laughs> like I need to sort of cheese grate them off. <laughs> then please let me know they're horrid but then here's my thing right you know how like um ballet dancers they they would actively like keep hard skin on their feet because because soft feet as a ballet dancer is not a useful thing when you're kind of on point the whole time is that true of runners do we need to develop harder feet oh Mm. oh okay oh please if anyone knows anything about that let us know because that'll make me feel so much better the next time Doug gives me grief for having hard feet just say no I'm an athlete yeah people would pay for these feet Doug you have no (laughs) idea how lucky you are (laughs) (laughs) right okay moving on moving swiftly on I was just going to well this is we should have jingle bell music shouldn't we 
Which because, was like, yeah. Should we see if, we, ching, if ching, Dave ching, can ching, insert ching, some? I'll ask him. Okay. I'll ask him. Um, I just wanted to finish up by um, by a big announcement <gasps> for me. Oh, really. I'm really excited. Oh, oh, my God. Right. So, you know, we're doing the bath half in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I've been vaguely thinking about other races I could sign up to. And I've been toying with a couple that mm-hmm. I've told you about. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll do that one. Maybe I'll do that one. Um, anyway, got an email last week from a very lovely woman. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she asked me if I would like to run the Berlin half. Ooh. which I think is the first week in April and it's with Sports Tours International. Um, and they're the people that I went with to... Um, oh, look, Ness, that. No, no, no. Um, no. no, they're the people that I went with um, to Lanzarote to Club La Santa. Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember when I first started talking to her, she was like, oh, we do... We do um, a lot of half marathons, a lot of city half marathons, and that um, you know pe- people don't tend to do kind of tourist kind of half marathons so much. But in fact, it's a much easier way of of do- you know people people might sort of think, oh, I'm going to go and do the the Boston, or I'm going to do Tokyo, yeah. or do New York, or whatever, and do the the full marathon. But actually, like going to somewhere like Berlin and doing a half marathon that doesn't mean that the whole weekend say you're there for a city break the whole weekend doesn't have to revolve around your half marathon no, experience no, necessarily just, yeah that's only a few hours of your time yeah, yeah it's not like a big you know it, well I mean it is big but it's not it's not big 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 like a marathon mm-hmm. um and it means that you can actually have like a long city break enjoy your time discovering that city and then also run a half and and usually the half marathons like she was talking about the Paris one when we were first talking about it the, the half marathons are, are really um picturesque you know you're running through um really kind of amazing parts of whichever city city you are in oh yeah I um, love seeing pictures from ones like that where you yeah. oh, how lush would that be I know and I have never ever been to Germany so and and this one you, you finish the half underneath the or you run through or past the Brandenburg Gate. Oh, cool! Oh no, it's, it's a couple of weeks after the half, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, the bath half is early March. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a few weeks yeah, so, after that. Yeah, how exciting! So you gonna do it? Oh, no. I'm totally doing it. I'm totally doing it. I, well, I, I came. I sort of sat there, kind of hugging myself with the knowledge and not telling you for like half a day. Ooh. Um, and I ran downstairs and I told Dave and he went, oh, do you think, you know, me and the kids could come? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's part of the equation. Um, I don't want them to come. I want to go and have an amazing experience on my own. Thanks very oh, much. Oh, that's so exciting. I know. Oh, you've, oh, what other things can you do in Germany? What can you have as your post half marathon? I don't, well, I'll tell you what I can do. I can Schnitzel. use I can use my amazing knowledge of the German language. Yes, you can say I can say everybody. Well, I did. <laughs> you may not know this about me. This is one of the strings to my my bow. I learnt German at school until I was thirteen. So I like I'm I'm practically German. Practically fluent. Practically fluent. So I can say 
Um, let me just, let me get this right. Um, ich heiße Esther. Guess what, that, guess what that Apparently. means? Yeah. Um, my name's Esther. Yes. Um, ich wohne in London. I don't know why I have to say London. Oh, live or born? Uh, live? Yeah, live, live, because I, okay. I can't substitute the word Bath there for any reason, because I was 13. And um, <laughs> ich habe eine Bruder. Oh, okay, let me give this a go. Go on. Um, ich habe... I have a brother. Yes. Oh, it's easy, isn't it, this yeah. German stuff? And then my absolute favourite, ich bin zwölf Jahre alt. How's that? Mm. What do you reckon? So ich bin is is that that's how I am, isn't it? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh. Ich bin. <laughs> Again, once more. Ich bin zwölf Jahre alt. <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna have to help me with that one. I am twelve years old. Oh, I know. Is there so, anything uh, that you're gonna be able to say to them all? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm probably going to fit in. I have a brother and I'm 12 in. years old. Yeah, I, I, I just, they're going to think I'm a native, aren't they? Uh, they are. <laughs> they're going to start, they're going to respond back to you fluently and you're, you're going to go, uh, oh yeah, oh, good one. Yeah, 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 bon, bon. Um. Oh. oh dear, my German is, is weak. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do anything. When, I, when mine is so strong, that's such a shame, know, isn't it? Just, you could be conversing in my native tongue. I know, if only it weren't for me letting the side down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have got German family that are coming for Christmas that oh. I'm sure will be very unimpressed by my interpretation skills there. Oh, German family coming for Christmas. Does that mean they bring all the best biscuits? Oh, they bring the Liebkuchen. Oh, <laughs> I can't oh. wait for some of that. Yeah, they'll definitely bring, bring that. They might bring Glühwein, you know, that mulled wine stuff. Have you ever tried that? Please, okay, uh, everybody don't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, forget it. Forget <laughs> it. They won't bring that. Don't think about it. <laughs> no! <laughs> but yeah, this is also German, just to, because I feel slightly embarrassed at my lack of German. Mm-hmm. If people think that I have German, this, these, this is not blood relatives. Because um, I, I don't have any German in me. I'm going to stop talking about that. I'm <laughs> I'm being weird. <laughs> well, should we stop by saying Happy Christmas to everyone? Let's say Happy Christmas to everybody. Or in German, Esther? Um, <laughs> um, ich bin zwölf Jahre alt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, not only will you receive our brilliant magazine every month, but we'll also send you a free base layer from ZeroFit worth £40. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter X21WRPOD at the checkout. It's perfect for Christmas presents. Happy running.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.